another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week, we're going to be looking at the case of AMT Futures Limited and Marzalia, Dr. Meyer and Dr. Guntner, Rechtsen Waldgesellschaft. The citation for this case is 2017 UKSC 13. The appellant in this case, AMT Futures, or AMTF as we'll call them, is a UK company that acts as a derivatives broker. The actual financial services that they provide are not hugely important here, and all that you really need to know is that they pay commission to people who introduce customers to AMTF, and then charge customers commission for the services that they provide. This is not an especially unusual business model, and more widely you regularly see this similar recommend-a-friend schemes. The problem is that this isn't exactly the same as telling your friend about a new coffee place that has just opened up. Some of the people involved lost a significant amount of money, and blamed both the introducing brokers and AMTF for this. They sued them in Germany under the German law of Delict, which is the equivalent of tort law here in the UK. The central point in this case was that AMTF challenged the jurisdiction of the German court to hear the dispute. This is because the contracts that were signed between AMTF and their clients contained an exclusive jurisdiction clause that the English legal system would be used for any disputes relating to the contract. With this in mind, AMTF is now saying that because the clients have instead brought a case against them in Germany, the clients have breached the exclusive jurisdiction clause of the contract. At the same time, the respondents in this case, who we will abbreviate to MMGR, are a firm of German lawyers who are also being sued by AMTF in England because they have induced their clients to bring claims in Germany and have thus induced a breach of the exclusive jurisdiction clause. The relevant law to apply here is the EU's Judgments Regulation from the year 2000. In particular, Article 5.3 of the regulation states that in cases of tort or delict, the relevant jurisdiction is, quote, where the harmful event occurred or may occur, end quote. AMTF argued with this in mind that because they had been deprived of the right to resolve the dispute in the English courts, that the harmful event occurred in England, and so English jurisdiction should apply. Interestingly, AMTF also argued that a special rule should apply in respect of Article 5.3 for the tort of inducing a breach of contract in the context of an exclusive jurisdiction clause. They therefore suggested that the UK Supreme Court should make a reference to the EU's Court of Justice. When the Supreme Court handed down its judgement earlier this month, its starting point was to examine the actual purpose of the judgement's regulation. In their view, the aim is to prevent as much as possible concurrent legal proceedings in more than one country, as this would be costly and could lead to conflicting judgments. Taking this into account, they moved on to examine Article 5.3 and in fact found it relatively easy to discern where the harm actually occurred for this purpose. Contrary to what was asserted by AMTF, it is clear that the harm was caused by the legal proceedings being brought forward in Germany. Therefore, Germany is the relevant jurisdiction as regards Article 5.3. 
Moving on to AMTF's second argument requesting a special rule, the Supreme Court noted that in order for the judgment's regulation to function effectively, the number of exceptions and special rules must be kept to a minimum. Not only is there no convincing reason for doing so in this instance, but the jurisprudence of the Court of Justice of the European Union suggests that the issue is act clear. This simply means that the issue is clear enough to not require a reference to the Court of Justice. So what can we actually learn from this case then? Well, as far as the subject matter goes itself, there have been a couple of other instances this year in the Court of Appeal that have looked at economic loss within the international context as well as within the European context and have come to some sort of conclusions about how the jurisdiction should operate and what rules should apply in each different case. Obviously building up a clearer idea of the law in this area is really important, but that's not really what I want to focus on in this particular section of the podcast. Instead, I think it's quite interesting to look at the way that the Supreme Court came to its judgement. If you remember, they began by looking at what the aim of the judgment's regulation actually was, and this is pretty indicative of the approach that the court will generally take. The purposive approach to statutory interpretation has always been pretty popular within the context of European law, and is being seen to be even more so in this case. There are those who would argue, and this perhaps applies to the appellants in this case, that the Supreme Court should not be so presumptive as to see what the purpose of the European lawmaking institutions actually is, and should have referred the case to the Court of Justice at the very least to get an interpretation. The use of the doctrine of Act Clare can prove controversial in some instances, where the Court takes it upon itself to decide that something is so obvious that it does not need a reference. However, in this instance, I think that the approach taken by the Supreme Court is completely understandable. The judgment's regulation has a clear aim and has a framework in place that allows for it to operate effectively in achieving that aim. Anything including the special rule that was suggested in this case that seeks to deviate from the overall aim of the regulation when it is not necessary to do so can and should be dismissed. Applying the purposive approach to judicial interpretation in a sensible and consistent fashion that is also constrained in many ways, is certainly to be welcomed. In cases like this, it's not trying to work out what was going on in the minds of particular lawmakers. It's simply a case of using your common sense and applying it in an effective manner. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. I'll be back with another case next week. In the meantime, remember to leave a rating and a review on iTunes and also to check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Marcus Cleaver. Until next week, bye!